0: Welcome to another episode of Built on Passion. I'm Drew, and today we're talking to Murphy Bishop from the Better Skin Co. Today we talk about how Murphy took his years of experience in big cosmetics and launched the Better Skin Co to make clean, multi purpose skincare products. Hey, Murphy, thanks for joining me today.
1: Hey, thanks for having us. We're super excited to be here.
0: Absolutely. Tell us about the Better Skin Co.
1: Excellent. Well, you know, the Better Skin Co is a seven year old skincare brand. And when we founded this brand, my partner Natalia and I, we vowed to go against everything that the industry believed in. So we really focused on these super cool multi-purpose products so you could get great skincare and not have like a 12-step routine because we we sort of believed it's what's in the products that counts, not how many products you use. And that's what launched us to start them seven years
0: ago. So that's great. We'll share a little bit about you and your background.
1: Sure. I have been in the industry for quite a while I, with most of the major companies. I spent probably 10 years with the Estée Lauder companies, 5 years with Bare Essentials, a couple of a lot of startups like Butter London, which is a nail lacquer company, some great British companies like Molton Brown. So, I had been around a long time before I met my business partner and we sort of took we started this adventure of our
0: of our own brand. That's great. How did you get into that industry?
1: You know, that's a great question. My degree is in finance, and the only reason I have a finance degree is because I thought I would get more respect than people with just a general business degree, which is totally true, but I absolutely despise finance, and I'm not good at it. So I had several job offers after college with like banks and financial institutions and all those kinds of things. And since I already knew I didn't want that as a career, I took a job at a department store. And that department store was a store that no longer exists called Parisian. And Parisian moved me from Alabama to Tennessee, which eventually led me to Atlanta and to California. And at this department store, I was managing the kids department, which was a complete and total nightmare because I am not super kid friendly and I don't, uh, it just was, it was, it was like a nightmare. And so... As a pompous new graduate I went to our store manager and said like look I'm I'm quitting I'm not going to work with these kids all day I didn't I didn't go to school to to do this and she said well I've got something for you I'm going to give you the cosmetic department and in cosmetics there were no there were no at that time there were no sales the only promotions were like gift with purchase so you really had to be a marketer And the people in the cosmetic department, the women that worked there were on these like savage commissions. So they were like, they were on it every day. And I would see my reps come and go and they would come from Atlanta to Nashville and we would plan the season. Then they would drive away and I was stuck in the store. And so I thought these people have a much better gig than I have. So I got a job as one of their assistants, moved to Atlanta And then sort of worked my way up from what they, they used to call it a coordinator. So to a coordinator, an account executive, a director, a VP, a senior VP, and then finally a general manager and then a CEO of another brand. And I, you know, it was probably, I probably did that for 20, 25 years and, um, then jump ship to do my,
0: to do my own thing. That's great. Uh, I I love to see the, the corporate progression before jumping to entrepreneurship because it, uh you get the best of both worlds where you kind of see what you really want to do with your life. So I like that. Tell me a little bit about your business partner, Natalia. So Natalia, Natalia is from
1: Uzbekistan and Natalia won the green card lottery. And it's sort of like the American dream. She won the green card lottery. She came to America and, uh, she in Uzbekistan, she was an esthetician and a nurse. So, in Uzbekistan, you have to be a nurse before you can be an esthetician, which is very different than the Americas, right? So she absolutely knew the body and the skin. And so she was a practicing esthetician there and they had very limited resources. It was the former Soviet Union. So they had very limited resources. So she had to make her own products. So she would make these products with whatever she could get from, you know, the market and all of these sort of all natural places. And she had a huge following. She was wildly successful. So when she came to America, she was also bringing over her family. She had two young sons. She had a husband. She had a mother. And so she wanted to get them to America as well. So the fastest way she could make money was to start her esthetician practice and to start making this cream all over again. And so when I met her, I was at her house for Thanksgiving dinner and we were living in Seattle and I was friends with some of her family and we were living in Seattle and at the time I worked for a startup called Butter London so I was well versed in just the whole chaos of startup life and and I was their VP of sales and I I really knew where you could take a good product. So I was at her house and she had these it was Thanksgiving dinner and she had these giant vats of, of white fluffy stuff cooling. And there was probably like 20 or 30 people at this dinner, because if you know anything about Eastern Europeans or, you know, they're, they're incredibly family oriented. So the whole community comes together at a holiday. And so there were all these women there. And when she left, she would scoop out this white fluffy stuff into a what we think of as like a margarine tub. And all of these women would give her two $20 bills and they would leave. So after this, I said to her, I said, you know, Natalia in America, we give away our leftovers. Like we don't, like, I get it that you have a lot of mashed potatoes here, but like we don't charge people for that. Like it's just, you just give it to them. And she said, Oh no, Murphy, that's not mashed potatoes. That's my cream. She's like, that's my, that's my miracle cream. That's, this is the cream that I, um, that I make in my kitchen. And I was like, okay, that's suspect, but I'll, I'll tell me more. So And, you know, I I had already seen the proof of concept because they literally were walking out with tubs of it. So I took it home and I tried it and it really was phenomenal. And I said, you know, Natalia, I feel like I really don't need, I feel like this is all I need. I don't feel like I have to have like a serum and a this and a that to go with it. And she said, "You're, you're right because you don't because I have put all of the right ingredients into this product. She said, you know, I make it myself. I know exactly what goes into it. And so I can tell you that, whatever you're going to get out of three or four other products are in here. So I said, that's, that's pretty brilliant because all of my years with Estee Lauder, we focused on selling people like six to nine products for their routine. So they would walk out with up to $500 worth of skincare. And the reality is when you have that much skincare, a large portion of it ends up in your bathroom drawer and it just sits there, or you might use it one or twice. So I said, you know what, Natalia, I think there is, I think there's something here. So I took it to a lab because I knew all the labs and we sort of modernized it because, you know, you, to bring an all natural product to market is very difficult because there's, there's literally no shelf life, right? So we modernized it and we brought it to market and we said, you know what, we're going to build this as a multi-purpose product. It's going to be your day cream, your night cream, your eye cream, your brightener, which other big brands don't like that kind of marketing because it goes against everything that that they tell the customer. They tell the customer, you must layer, you must have these five things. So we brought it to market. We called it Miracle Cream. And we were picked up in our first, our second month out of the gate, we were picked up by the Wendy Williams show as a holiday gift item. And we sold thousands of jars before Christmas. And then... After New Year's, the show ran again, and we sold several thousand more jars. And if you know anything about TV retail, typically you sell it at a huge discount. However, this these sold at full price because they were holiday gift picks. So we sold thousands of jars at full price, and then we really had a business because you know when you run these orders, you have to run thousands of jars. So then we were in business, and so then that led us – into a variety of different retailers. And it also led us into creating more sort of multi-purpose products because we wanted to be known as the multi-purpose leader. And so Natalia, she, uh, she's still very involved with the product creation, but she also has, she still has a full-time spa in Seattle.
0: Oh, that's great. I love it. I mean, you, you kind of answered my next like three questions with uh, getting in there, but, specifically with the name better, The Better Skin Co., what what dro- like made you decide that that was the name you wanted to go for?
1: So the reason we came up with the name The Better Skin Co. is because, you know, there's a lot of great skincare out there. And there's a lot... You can get great skincare at the drugstore, the dollar store. I mean, it, it really... It exists. However, we felt like we could give you better skin with less products. So... We're not even trying to compete with all those products. We're just trying to say, here's how you can have better skin with less work, less money, less of everything. So that's how we came up with the Better Skin Co. And it has really, it's really worked for us. And the, and when we combine that with the multi-purpose, it's such a great sort of, people want to hear that they can do more with less, you know, because you've always been told more is more. And, and we're here to say more is not more. You know, you, you can have less, you can do more. You can like, as a guy, guys historically will do as little as possible. And most guys get their skincare from their girlfriend, their significant other, or someone like that. When we came out with this product we have called Lava Magic, which is a cleanser scrub and mask that's made with this incredible French lava wrapped in essential oils we immediately immediately the women in our in our email list bought it like crazy and then they immediately rebought it before the run rate so before it ran out because their husbands their boyfriends they had taken this product they were using it in their gym bag they were using it at home and then it became sort of like this cult product for men Well, that led us into introducing these men to this super simple miracle cream, and then that caught on. So for a skincare company, we have an unusually high split between men and women, and it sort of all goes back to our messaging of keep it simple, it's multipurpose, and just have better skin with doing less. Because people inherently, even though men are not as vain as women, they are. And so if you tell them, you too can look a little better with a little bit of work, they'll do it.
0: Absolutely. So uh, with the multi-purpose skincare that you're creating, obviously, you know, you have billion dollar brands in the skincare space because they're selling you, you know, seven things like you mentioned before. Obviously you're creating more multi-purpose products, which, you know, I guess in theory could reduce your amount of products you could offer and maybe your AOV and stuff like that. Um, How have you been able to combat like the, single product or multi-use product versus the seven products from like a business perspective?
1: Sure. People still want, you know, even though we have these super powerful, like our multi-purpose products are a miracle cream, our lava magic, our Epic C, which is a vitamin C serum and our remodel, which is sort of this instant tightening primer. People still want their cleansers. They still want their hyper-targeted serums. So they still people still will want a retinol. They'll still want a hyaluronic. So we still offer those things. We don't, we will never tell you you have to use these things together, but we say this is what we recommend. And if you want to add to it, we have it because we know people will want those things. So based on our honesty, Our AOV has always been very good. Our return customer rate is really good. And our subscription rate is really good because most people get their core product and then they also add to it a cleanser. So I think our honesty has helped us build that basket, if you will, because we still offer those products. We just don't tell you you have to have them.
0: That's great. Yeah, I like, I like that strategy because me personally, I've, I've, you know, I've worked with different skincare companies and I've, you know, purchased from them and, you know, they give you all right, these three things in the morning and those four things at night and you're like, that's never, it's never going to happen. I'm not going to do it. So I really like the multi purpose aspect of your products. But also something we haven't really touched on is you and your products follow the Whole Foods Clean label. Can you dive into that a little bit? Absolutely.
1: So when we started seven years ago, clean skincare was sort of a new thing. Now, if you launch a brand, you have to be a clean skincare brand. It's it's now just the the price of entry. So when we started, there were several different organizations out there that said you cannot have these ingredients to be or or you're not clean. Well, the the one that was the most well thought out was Whole Foods. Because as you know, I mean, Whole Foods is a behemoth and and for every department they're in, they have certain guidelines. So we, we felt good about their list and we felt good that they had put in the right research because there's also a lot of misinformation out there. A lot of people think that synthetics are not safe in skincare. Well, If they're a safe synthetic, they're absolutely safe. So, and one of the things that influencers have done for us is they've obviously blown up the category, but also one of the things that has hurt us is there's a lot of misinformation about the different things that are in your products that just hold your products together, that preserve them, that do all of these different things. So when you look at the Whole Foods list, Whole Foods says, all right, here's the natural ingredients we we will accept. Here's the synthetic ones and at what percentage? because they know at what percentage is not toxic, right? So we thought it was a well thought out list that made great sense because some of the lists out there are super extreme, but they're not necessarily based in fact, if you will. So, so that's why we chose whole foods and, and it's really, it's really worked for us. We've won several clean beauty awards. We, um, and we still develop with those principles in mind, but now it just sort of comes naturally. Like the factories that we work with, they all know that if it if it doesn't meet that list, we're just we're just not going to do it.
0: Okay, great. And how how are you currently selling? I know you have a website, and you mentioned some retailers before. How how are you selling your stuff?
1: Sure. So we over the last seven years, we have been in a variety of places. You know, we pre-pandemic, we were big in Ulta, big in Costco. Big and we were in every Bloomingdale's. Post pandemic, it's a little different landscape out there. So now we're still shipping Costco Europe. We are still in the States. We are now in more, and we're in a lot smaller boutiques now. And we're also direct consumer on our website, thebetterskinco.com. We will probably re enter the major retailers in Q4 of this year or Q1 of next year. We're still waiting on the landscape to can sort of continue leveling out. But we do have a, a rich history steeped in brick and mortar. But the last probably six months, it's really all been about our building our website business, what's happening with our base of influencers, our social media, and all of those sorts of things.
0: Have you noticed a, a positive change with kind of moving more direct to consumer where you're kind of like you're in control of? you know, the messaging and the education and the communication, as well as, you know, you can generate the subscriptions that are, you know, direct to you. Um, Have you noticed a positive effect from that? Absolutely. Because what I can
1: tell you about big retailers, they big retailers, the customer journey at a large retailer is essentially non-existent. If you are going to go to a large retailers website and buy a product, it's because you know that product. But if you don't know that product, there's not a lot there that you don't really get the story. It doesn't really pull you in. You're not going to add another product. So when you go to our website, you can get the information you need. You can get more information. You can get help. You know, you, you can get rewards. You can be an affiliate. You can do all of these things that bring you into our community. And so it feels, it just simply feels better. It's a little bit, even though it's still a transaction, it feels better than a transaction. So I think we just have a deeper relationship with the customer. And when you look back over retail and sort of the decline of brick and mortar, I feel like part of that decline is due to the fact that retailers didn't really have, other than retailers like Nordstrom, they didn't really have solid relationships with their customers. And then the brands in those retailers, if you didn't have the right messaging, you you didn't have a, a relationship either. And as retail got tougher... If you remember, space in each retailer shrunk. So your brand might've had four shelves. As business got tougher, they shrunk you down to one and they put in three other brands. Well, on that one shelf, you can't tell your story. And we have such a rich story. It's a story about, you know, it's the all-American dream. It's the story of a woman who created like this huge thing. It's women empowerment. Um, We're a super inclusive company. And, And if you just have products on a shelf with no messaging, you can't tell that. So when you come to our site and join our community, you you get the messaging, you get the story, you get the information, and it's just a it's a deeper
0: experience. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Well, before we wrap things up, I want to give you one more chance to plug your company and tell everyone how to find you.
1: Absolutely. You can find us on Instagram at The Better Skin Co and on TikTok at try the better skin co and our website, thebetterskinco.com. And sort of like what I've been saying, you can do more with less and you can really feel good about doing more with less. So give us a try. I always say either start with something like our miracle cream, which is your day cream, night cream, eye cream, and brightener all in one, or our vitamin C, which is also a brightener and a tightener and give that one product a try, work it into your routine because it will work with other products see what you think, and then when you decide to build on that, come back and uh, try some more.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks, Murphy. It was great talking to you today. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Built on Passion Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you are still listening right now, you need to leave a review. Like seriously, if you are committed enough to listen to the outro, then you must be a fan and we would love to hear your thoughts. Be sure to share this episode with a friend who's thinking about starting a passion project business. And as always, tune in next week for another episode.